The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, Saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To begin our musical program, our church choir will sing the song entitled, The Time Is Now. They are led by choir director Emilia Hahn 
and accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. The Lord is tenderly calling those who have yet to accept His call of salvation. Will you hear and obey and come unto Him and be saved? Please join along with our choir and sing this thought-provoking number following the words on your screen. For our next number, the church band will play In Thy Holy Temple, directed by yours truly.
Our vocalist today is Tracy Asano, and she will sing the song, I Must Tell Jesus. What a wonderful blessing and privilege to have Jesus as a friend and confidant. Day and night, we have Jesus to call on and talk to in times of distress or despair. Tracy is accompanied by yours truly on the piano, trusty associate pastor Evan Sproke Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass. Tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, He kindly. tempted to sin. I must tell Jesus, and he will help me. Jesus, I cannot bear my burden. 
For the final number, the church choir will sing, Now is the time. The Lord is urgently calling to every man, woman, and child, today is the day of salvation. Make Jesus Christ your choice and accept Him as your personal Savior and Lord.
next, we have an ukulele number by the multi-talented Carrillo Trio, who will play a rendition of He Made a Way. Surely we can praise and thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for providing a way of salvation for you and for me. And now, we have a duet by Kelsey Pualoa and Seneca Rose Hahn, accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. With blended voices, they will bring forth this beautiful song of Heaven's Just a Prayer Away. Yes, saints and friends, it is the sweet spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ who keeps our hearts rejoicing, lifted up, and comforted day by day. This song is dedicated to Associate Pastor Melvin and Mrs. Lynette Honda, a humble couple in the Lord. They diligently put their shoulders to the gospel, serving the Lord in various capacities of the gospel work. Melvin and Lillinette, may the Lord richly bless you in this life and that to come. For your faithfulness to the Lord, have a beautiful and blessed day.
Shalom and good morning everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda and this time I'd like to take a moment to repeat our television time, stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit, visit or reside in California that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kessner Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloa in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you decide to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, I return you to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Dear television viewers, please accept our sincere thanks to each of you for your generous donations and letters and responding with our request to fix your name and address to your letter. Correspondence. It has helped us tremendously in being able to acknowledge your correspondence. We also wish to express our gratitude to each of you for tuning in and sharing in this morning's telecast gospel service. Please join with me in reading God's word and sermon entitled, Love Jesus Christ, not money. A question for today is, what do you love most of all? If everyone answered this question truthfully, what would they say? One might say, I love money, and I'm doing all that I can to get more of it because I want to be rich. However, God's Word offers this advice in 1 Timothy 6.10. 
For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Money itself is not evil. However, the love of money is the root of all evil, and it will cause many to go down the wrong path. The Lord Jesus Christ, in turn, has to send sorrows and afflictions to draw them back into the faith. Another might say, I love good health, and I'm going to do everything I can to build a strong body. Yet, there comes a time when the physical body begins to fade and even may fail due to illness. Therefore, 1 Timothy 4.8 counsels mankind, saying, For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. And another might also say, I love food, and I look forward to meals three times a day with snacks in between meals. Yes, it can be said that some may be digging their graves with their teeth. Therefore, we should pay special attention to the scripture written in Proverbs 23, 2. And put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. In other words, we will ruin ourselves if we continue in gluttony. What might the end result be for one who takes things for granted? Listen to the following discussion. A man brushes teeth twice a day. The doctors examine him twice a year. He wore his rubber boots when it rained. He slept with the windows open. He never smoked, drank, or pushed himself into an emotional frenzy. He was faithful in doing his 150 push-ups daily. He was sure he could and most likely would live to be 100. However, when his funeral service was held, he had just celebrated his 36th birthday, but a few days before. He survived by 18 specialists, four health spas, and six gymnasiums. Unfortunately, he neglected the Lord Jesus Christ and lived as if this world was his ultimate home. And now he is with those who are doomed as portrayed in Jeremiah 8.20. The harvest is past. The summer is ended and we are not saved. The most tragic mistake anyone can make is to reject Jesus Christ and take him for granted by ignoring the gospel of the kingdom of God in our daily lives. Leaving Jesus Christ out of our daily life plans will certainly bring eternal damnation. Some may say, I love clothes. Others may say, I love social position. And still others may say, I love myself best of all and will only look after my own interests with little or no regard for others. Jesus Christ asked Peter this question about love, knowing he would deny him three times as recorded in John 21, 17. Simon, Son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. It is safe to say that after Jesus Christ asked Peter, lovest thou, thou me? Peter definitely got the message. 
Jesus Christ counseled Peter, saying, If you love me, Peter, then go out and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God and give your best for the rest of your life. Peter did just that and sacrificed the rest of his life for the sake of the gospel with no further denials and no more questions. It is a tragic thing today when we do not prepare ourselves for the eternal life in heaven of above, fight the eternal death in hell below. Being prepared occurs when we accept Jesus as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Step one in preparing ourselves for eternal life in heaven above begins when we repent of our sins, are baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ to signify His death, burial, and resurrection, and are filled with God's Holy Spirit to walk and talk with Him forevermore. God's Word issues this warning in Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Just think about it. When we get on the wrong road, we lose time, waste gas, and try our patience, but we can get back on that right road. However, this is not the case when we are on the road to heaven. There is only one road to heaven, and we must carefully monitor our progress each and every step of the way, because we may not have another opportunity to turn back around. Therefore, the Scripture points out the many ways and many roads we seem right to mankind, such as attending a church, doing good deeds, or keeping the golden rule, and following the Ten Commandments. However, without a personal relationship of faith in Christ Jesus, we cannot get to heaven. Jesus Christ addresses this to every man, woman, and child in John 10, 6, saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. There are only two roads in this earthly life, and no matter where you search throughout the whole world, you will only find two roads. The road is called the Jesus road that leads to eternal life in heaven above, and the other is the road to hell that leads to eternal death in hell below. The Jesus road provides the traveler joy, peace, and eternal life. The road to hell provides its travelers eternal sorrow and everlasting destruction. Every man, woman, and child upon this earth at this very moment is either traversing the Jesus road or the road to hell, regardless of race, color, or creed. The question to ask ourselves is, am I on the Jesus road? If not, today is the day to get on the Jesus road, which leads to eternal life in heaven above. Hebrews 9, 27 tells why. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. In other words, check the road sign to be sure that it reads the Jesus road. For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. The road sign in Mark 16, 16 reads, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Physical death is a consequence of sin, and death proves that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Let us check the road signs every day to be sure we are traveling on the Jesus road to heaven. Jesus Christ himself gives every man, woman, and child specific road traveling instructions in Matthew 7, 13, 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, 
and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Yes, the narrow way leads to everlasting life, and only a few will find it. Attention, everyone. Be awakened to righteousness when choosing a pathway in this life because countless millions are pouring into eternity every day without Jesus Christ and without any hope of ever entering God's kingdom in heaven above. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4 reads, Behold, all souls are mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Jesus Christ is the only substitute who took our place on the cross of Calvary and died in our stead to open a new and living way called the narrow way, named the Jesus Road. We have all entered life by the one and selfsame road. That is, we are all born in sin and iniquity. Therefore, being born under the curse of sin, we all need the second birth. Jesus Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law and was made a curse for us because of the consequences of Adam and Eve who sinned in the Garden of Eden. Sin was pronounced upon the entire human race. And we therefore have inherited that sinful nature. Therefore, by the offense of Adam and Eve, the entire human race is faced with judgment and condemnation. Jesus Christ came as the sacrificial lamb of God to die for us, offering the hope addressed in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 52. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Physical death for every born-again believer is called sleep because his or her body may be awakened at any moment, according to Philippians 3, 20-21. For our conversation is in heaven, for whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. The soul and the spirit live on independently after the death of the body. As believers in Christ Jesus, we are living tabernacles wherein dwells God's Holy Spirit. At the believer's death, the soul and spirit then await the rapture of the earthly house, similar to the promise offered by Jesus Christ in Luke 23, 43. Jesus said unto the repentant thee, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Likewise, the Philippian jailer asked the apostle Paul, What must I do to be saved? Paul replied, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou and thy house shalt be saved. Paul preached unto him and his household concerning the water baptism and rebirth, and they believed, repented of their sins, and were baptized the same night. Jesus Christ also spoke to Nicodemus that he must be born again in John 3, 5, and 7. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. 
The new birth is to be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And the spiritual rebirth is to be filled with God's Holy Spirit, which is to speak in an unknown tongue, which is the only Bible evidence indicating we've been filled with God's Holy Spirit. Peter, being filled with God's Holy Spirit, confirmed his rebirth in his sermon delivered to the Jews in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The 39th verse further confirms, For the promises unto you and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Therefore, no sense arguing with God's word. If it says we must be born again, we must be born again, period. End of discussion. Likewise, Acts 4.12 confirms, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. God's Word tells all mankind that we cannot save ourselves. Neither can our church, our minister, our wife, husband, tradition, or any other ritual save us. Psalms 22, 29 denotes this, All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship, and they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. Then too, all the wealth in the world cannot buy salvation, as stated in Psalms 49, 67, and 70 to 20. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For when he dieth, he shall carry away nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lived, he blesses so, and men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man that is in awe and understandeth not is like the beast that perishes. Salvation, therefore, is an individual matter between you and the Lord Jesus Christ, our divine creator. Everyone must work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Paul speaks to us all in Ephesians 2, 8-9, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of worse, lest any man should boast. The second birth or spiritual rebirth is a miracle from the Lord Jesus Christ himself on behalf of the entire human race. Jesus Christ was born to give us all second birth and life beyond this life in heaven above. 1 Timothy 6, 6-8 relates, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. The familiar billboard advertisement says, milk comes from contented cows. This infers that contentment is a wonderful thing and everybody wants to be contented. Just remember Jesus Christ made mankind and the cows that produce the milk that mankind drinks. However, true contentment comes only from Jesus Christ alone. As stated in Colossians 3, 1-2, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affections on the things above and not on things on the earth. In other words, we ought to love Jesus Christ and the things of heaven, just as Matthew 6, 33 advises, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus Christ must be first in our life, and he will provide both our spiritual needs and our material needs. The Lord Jesus Christ gave Solomon great riches and wisdom. He could have anything he wanted, and he chose to set his affections on fame, houses, lands, vineyards, and wisdom. He also set his affections on the female gender and had multiple wives and many concubines in his harem. 
But in the end, he looked back over his life and commented all his vanity and vexation of spirit. Vanity is futility. Man is born to toil, to suffer, to experience some transitory joy, to leave it all and to die. Solomon ended up saying, I tried everything and nothing on earth satisfies. Jesus Christ is the only God who can give you his love, which will truly satisfy everything that man will ever need in this life. Someone once commented, a man who has everything but God has nothing. But a man who has nothing but God has everything. Life is full of decisions. And the most important decision we all have to make for ourselves is to learn to love Jesus Christ as our Savior, Master, and Lord. Then again, we must also carefully choose which road to take. For the broad road or the road to hell leads to total destruction. It is a crooked road that hampers the ability to see what lies ahead and around each curve. If the road to hell is not crooked, then those traveling on it would be able to clearly see the flames of hell enveloping the condemned souls as they weep and gnash their teeth and cry out in anguish to the lost. Go back. Go back to the Jesus road. God's word identifies the doom and damnation in hell pronounced upon Satan in Isaiah 14, 12 to 15. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? Which this weakened the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Unbelievers feed upon the principles of force, greed, selfishness, ambition, and worldly pleasure. They are an example to all believers today of what not to do. 1 Peter 5 eight says instead, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Only through the name of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, and the word of God can we overcome all unrighteousness. Heading straight ahead upon the Jesus road and way of the cross, who lead us homeward to heaven above. The broad way is strewn with glittering lights and worldly pleasures, just as 1 John 2, 15, 17 warns, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The love of money, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life can be found on every turn of the road to hell. Moses, the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He thought that it would be better to suffer for the promise of Jesus Christ than to own all the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to the great reward that Jesus Christ would give him. What's the use of gaining all the riches of the world and losing one's own soul? What's the sense of having a high status in the world, again at the expense of losing one's soul? 
What's the sense of having the greatest body in the world if we stand to lose our own soul and if we don't give our hearts to Jesus Christ today, we will lose everything, including our own souls. Listen to the parable of the lost sheep in Luke 15, verses 4 to 7. One man of you having a hundred sheep, if you lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Jesus Christ loves you, dear television viewers. And he in turn is asking you to love him likewise. Jesus Christ is coming soon and God's time clock is striking the hour when we shall hear him say to his believers, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's word and the church and review these telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you in the hollow of his hands. At this time, I call upon the church band to play a closing song entitled, Washed in the Blood.
the preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.